your happy hour open mic here at Muni Radio. With your host, Anthony Zaccaro. All right, let's let's do this. Let's get this started already. Thank you. Thank you for the... There is there's a hundred people in here for those listening. Um, you'll, you have no idea. Um, yeah, so I'm Anthony Zaccaro. Uh, I'll be your host. Uh, this is my first time hosting uh, Mutiny Radio. Thank you. Thank you all, a hundred of you. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'll just uh, tell you guys some things I've been thinking about today. Uh, white people need to stop calling the cops in general. Just, just we've lost all privileges. Uh, it's, it's over. It's over. White people, they should, you should get one a year. If you're white, you get one 911 call a year, and then if it's bullshit, you're done. You're on your own. That's it. You wasted it. Uh, well, instead of the boy who cried wolf, it'll be the white boy that cried. Um, and that's it. You're done. You're done. That's it. Um, it's, the one silver lining, though, is every single white person that's called the cops uh, for no reason has lost their job. That's, that's like the only little silver lining that is anywhere near any of this. Um, which I think is like now, like white people are going to start doing that instead of quitting their jobs. Like they're just going to be like, I, I, I really need to get out of this gig. I don't, I don't like my nine to five. Oh, oh, look, a little black girl selling candy. All right. Time to put in my two days notice. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had a have had a lot of weird homeless interactions lately. Uh, a homeless guy. He was. Uh, I was at waiting for the uh, 14, and so was he. I don't think he knew that. Um, but yeah, he uh, he looked over at me. But I realized very soon he wasn't looking at me. He was looking at whatever was standing next to me. Um, and he was like, uh, "The royal family is all dead. They're being operated from the inside as puppets." And then he waited for a second. There was a long pause, and then he goes. Yeah, I guess you're right. So that means he lost the argument he was having with his own hallucination. That, that is incredible. Like his hallucination was like, hey man, that's, that's ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, I guess you're right. I should stop being so close-minded. Um, there was another, uh, I was smoking a cigarette, which smoking a cigarette as a man kind of gives you the, a little insight on what it's like to be a woman because if you're out on the sidewalk smoking a cigarette, you just get approached by people you don't want to talk to. Um, and I feel like that, that gives me the, the little insight. Um, but yeah, so this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, can I get a cigarette? And my, uh, my go-to, if you're ever smoking a cigarette and you don't want to give one away, my go-to is I work in whatever building is behind me and I left the pack upstairs. That's, that's if you want to use that, go free, feel free to take that. Um, and so uh, this makes me, it, it actually makes it a little uncomfortable when I'm smoking outside of gay bars, but that uh, you have to go with it. You have to yes and. Um, but I, so he asked me for a cigarette, I said no, and then he was like, how about a chihuahua? And he didn't have a chihuahua with him, so I, I don't know how that transaction would have gone down. Like, I would have given him money, then he would have stole a chihuahua. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what would have happened there. Uh, another guy, he looked right at me, or maybe the thing right next to me, and he said, uh, um, he was like, you're lucky I'm not real, or else I'd fuck you up. 
um, which is probably the best thing I've ever heard yelled at me by a homeless person because that was a combination of the anger and the drugs mixing together where he's like, you're lucky I'm just a figment of your imagination or else I'd kick your ass. Um, what else? What else? There was another one where the, some, uh, some woman was playing uh, 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 fucking Problems by uh, ASAP, I believe. And uh, so the chorus was about to kick in, and then another homeless woman walked by and was like, I ain't used toilet paper in a week. That's my fucking problem, which is the remix we all needed. Um, all right, that's, that's enough of my, the, the shit I wrote today. Uh, all right, so uh, you guys all know the deal. Everyone gets five minutes. I'll light you at four. Uh, but if you're killing, now if you're killing, I'll light you at three because I'm insecure. So, all right, I'm very excited to bring up our first comedian. I battled him in a roast battle a while ago, and I, I won. And uh, then he did another roast battle and lost to the crackhead version of himself, Josh Means. Uh, it's okay. All right, uh, Max Eddie, everybody. Uh, yeah, I actually was at uh, Sack Punchline last night because uh, Eric Andre was there, and some of the staff remembered me, which was that was really cool. But they were like, "Oh, dude, Conan, fuck yeah!" And I was like, Damn, "That's not. I have a name, but it's close. Eventually, they'll remember a name. That'll be good." But dude, also James, Eric Andre was fucking dope. Dude, You're in for an absolute fruit treat, dude. Um, this is actually this is just a, a question I thought of today. I haven't really developed it, but it it bears asking uh you guys know that there's a thing where like a psychological disorder where people want to eat poop do you guys know that's a thing that's an important thing to know for the question i'm gonna ask that's that's a thing that not that many people do but it happens it does happen it's a thing that happens but do they want to eat their own poop or do they want to eat other people's poop though right like is it like they're trying to try out other people's shit or is it like they're trying to recapture the glory that was their lunch i don't Right? It's more of amusing at this point. Um, it'll be a joke later, but it was... Right to Cole, your face is just... You You had, like, the perfect amount of teeth showing to show that you were disgusted by that. Yeah, yeah. It was... That was... That, sh that face should be on the cover of... Like, it should be the, the thumbnail for Two Girls, One Cup. Like, that's how you're going to look when you watch this video. Uh, not too much teeth that time, though. Too much teeth. Cole Chapman, too much teeth. Uh, there we go. That was silly. Okay. Um, hard turn. My dad works at Costco. Uh, something about him. He, there we go. Just keep clapping for this next part. He is also a Republican. There we go. Yeah. James, still half white. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But um, it's a weird combination, though, because his philosophy, his whole philosophy is like, no free handouts unless they're served on toothpicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. He wants people to buy American, but Costco, I don't know if you guys know this, Costco imports almost all their product from the nation of Kirkland. You guys, you guys are familiar with, with the, the sovereign of Kirkland? But it's a very, very diverse economy they have in Kirkland. Uh, their three top exports are vodka, eggs, and boxer briefs, weirdly. That's, those are the three things, dude. Uh, that's so silly. It's so, it's so fun. I, uh, I love that. But what else do I have? Oh, uh, did you guys know they sold caskets at Costco? That's a thing they actually do. Like, it's so, yeah, clap for it. Clap for it, Jen. Fuck yeah, dude. There you go. Alright. Like, who needs, who needs, like, a value pack of, of caskets? Like, what soccer mom is in Costco like, oh, caskets? Well, we're all gonna need one eventually, right? Give me six. Like, that... 
Who needs a six-pack of caskets, Anthony? High schools. Yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> duh. There we go. Um, another hard turn. I am bisexual. That's something about me. If you make fun of me for it, I'm going to kill myself. I just, But I'll make fun of me about it. Uh, I'll be fine, but don't do it to me. I will. Cole, don't even look at me like that, okay? I will. Do, I'll do it now. I will. <laughs> I will Joe Gorman. I'll just talk about killing myself for the rest of my life. No, I won't. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. Thanks, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. Clap. <laughs> but uh, no, I actually I had a weird interaction when I came out to one of my friends, though. He told me uh, that evidently people who are bi like, get a lot of ass. Like, his reaction was just like, dude, you're fucking bi. Like, Dude, you're, you're going to be fucking swimming in that. I was just like, that's not how it works, dude. Just because I have options doesn't mean I don't have to put in work, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, just because... Here's how I put it. Just because I download Lyft and Uber doesn't mean I have drivers, like, pulling up outside my house, like, get in me. Yeah. As, for the record, in that joke, uh, Uber is uh, men. Uh because they're evil and cheaper. Okay. <laughs> but what else do I... Maybe I will kill myself. That's... Yeah, yeah, clap for that, clap for that. You've been consistent. This is good. <laughs> Standing O for suicide. Fuck it. Um, I think... Oh, I did have a, another thing to say. Uh, on the topic of bi people just having sex with... I can't have sex with everybody. People... That's a common misconception. Um, I can't do it. Um, for instance, 67% of the world has herpes. So I have to pick one of them. You know? That's funny. Reversal. That's what that joke type is called. And my name is Max Eddie. Have a good night. Keep it going for Max Eddie, everybody. And don't make fun of him or else he'll have to take a trip to Costco. Um, all right. So... Uh, we're going to keep it moving. Um, this next comedian is fantastic. I just met him earlier. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Cole Chapman. Posting jitters out. Yeah, shake the little hand there, otherwise it ain't real. Also, Max, did you put your money in, Max? You put your money in? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Who is your friend that you came out to? He sounded like a cool New Jersey plumber. <laughs> it was also very polite. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're going to be getting tons of that. It's like, okay, sir, you can say ass. <laughs> you're a New Jersey plumber. I'm sure you're a little more brash. You're lying. You haven't come out yet? That's true. Yeah. Cool. Don't kill yourself, man. Or do, whatever, man. It's your life. It's your life, dude. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, dude. Or end it, whatever. <laughs> um, semantics, I guess. Uh, what do I want to talk about, man? Oh, I saw on my way here. Let's just let's just get right into this new shit. Um, on my way here... Um, I got really annoyed because I realized that they're like we live in like really socially conscious times and I think that's cool. Uh, but I think some companies go out of their way to try and make themselves look socially conscious when they're not, you know? Uh, like I saw a guy and he had a t-shirt for the NHL and it said, uh, hockey is for everybody. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> like, 
Like, I don't know if you've seen hockey before. It's not. Uh, like, I think I've seen maybe two black guys play hockey, and one was a smudge of Nutella on my TV. And I was like, ooh, delicious. <laughs> hmm. Oh, it's just one other guy. It's one other guy. And I don't even think they've invented Asians in hockey yet. That's just not a thing that's happened yet. Like, have you ever seen one? There you go. Yeah, fuck you, NHL. <laughs> Stop trying to act all woke. They're sitting here making shirts. I was like, it, the only way that would be accurate if it said uh, hockey is for everyone, and then on the back it said from Canada, Russia, Finland, uh, Norway, and maybe Minnesota or some shit. It was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. This all checks out. Thank you. Uh, what's even more annoying, I think, is uh, when organizations try to like make the diversity moves and then completely act like you know it's only black and Latino, which is like fine. Hire those people. But I feel like Asians just get misrepresented. Like SNL, for instance. They're like, yeah, we made all these diversity movements. It's like, you haven't had one Asian cast member this entire time. Like Sarah Silverman is your most Asian cast member. What, what the fuck? <laughs> that's crazy. I'm sorry. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, is there stuff? Yes, there's more stuff. Yeah, so stand-up is fun. Uh, I, I like that you, you, you're kind of alluding to this bit that I just wrote two seconds ago um, earlier when you were talking about stand-up um, and how you haven't come out. But stand-up's super useful, I think, in everyday uh, you know situations. Like for right now, I'm, uh, I'm going around. i got to find a new house, so I'm like interviewing at a bunch of different spots. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's like crazy. And it's like stand-ups really helped uh, in that I can get up in front of people and lie to them. You know, <laughs> like it's great. It's very helpful. It's super helpful. I'm like, yeah, I am very clean. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not loud. It's fine. No, I don't stay up late. It's fine. It's, it's all good. Um, let's get into some old stuff. How about that? We fun? We, we down? We down with this? Yeah, fight. there's the biggest applause of the night. Like, oh, yeah, that old shit. <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, fuck, man. I can't read my handwriting for shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. You read news, Hunter? All the time. What's your favorite kind of news? NPR. NPR? That's a that's a it's so like any kind of story that pops up like is it political? You're into political news? Science. Yeah, it's crazy. Science news is the best. My favorite kind of science news is medical news, uh, only because it shows that like like usually when you go to the doctor, there's this thing called the Hippocratic Oath where the doctor is legally barred from telling anybody about what you had done to you but medical news shows that they, that only goes so far you know what i mean like they will, they will come a point where they're like that is too weird to not tell the newspaper <laughs> like that is like i don't know what happened to you bro but i'm calling my friend of the new york times right now how did that happen to you it was like could you not could you not tell it's like hey man i'm sorry it's crazy that's weird super weird <laughs> every everything has its limits you know that's very nice um Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm I'm dating now, which is great. Uh, I, have a, I have a girlfriend as of a uh, few months. Thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting, and I'm excited that I'm with this person because I hate uh, like meeting new people. Like like I don't have game. Like this is not a thing uh, I have. Like one thing in particular that I don't have is an ability to wink in a very attractive way. Um, like most people will like you know do a quick like bow. Ooh, what's up? What's up, girl? Bow. Like one of those. Uh, I do something that's a little more like. Like a window still closing. Can you see this? Is this just like a weird? It's like not even. 
It's just like, I don't know. It's like, it's more like a, a porcelain doll <laughs> in an attic that just come alive and starts like winking at you from across the room. And you're like, ah, Jesus Christ, could you stop? Some people hear like Barry, Barry White music, like romantic music when they see someone, they fall in love. Like, I feel like when I do that, people just hear like that, like ring around the rosy, like that weird, like orphans in a forest dancing. Uh, anyways, that's my time. Everybody, please give it up for Dave Zagoni. <laughs> What the hell is your last name? Uh, I'm, I'm Anthony Zakara. Yeah, yeah. I I have not heard of him, but I'm sure he he looks Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, I am not Jewish. I just look Jewish. Uh, it could be worse. I could actually be Jewish. Um, so we'll 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 keep this moving along. Um, I, uh, sorry, sorry to all the, the Jewish listeners. I, I, there's no Jewish people here in the hundreds of people that are here. Um, so I, I tried to read the room. Um, all right, so uh, I clearly suck at this, so we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, please get it up for Capital. Hello, hello, hello. So my girl asked me if I would still love her if she lost a leg and I had to ask which leg and she gave me the same laugh you did so I figured what she actually wanted was a genuine answer and not a joke so I said Caitlin as long as you keep your spirit I will always love you but then I got scared that she was plotting some kind of freak accident because part of the reason I love her is because we're alike we're both lazy and ooh. And I'm there like once a week when I'm at work and I'm like, you know, if I just pull this off the shelf a little bit and then let it fall and hit me just once, nobody can ask me to do shit again. But doesn't seem worth it, at least to me. But I know her. She's much lazier than me. Which is why it's a problem for me too if she loses a leg. Not because I can't love a stump, but I know she's just going to be laying around all day. Even when she's a trying to get around the house, she's still going to be laying on the floor. Like, I can love a stump, but I can't love a lump. Um, so I added a condition to protect myself. I said, I love you for who you are, but if you change as a person, we might have to renegotiate. Thought it was clever at the time. I understand now. Um, and when I said that, the look on her face told me that her motivation for leg chopping had changed from uh, laziness to spite. So I, uh, I tried to backtrack real quick, and I said, I didn't say I wouldn't love you. I'm just saying, don't kill my vibe. You didn't fall in love with me for my charity work. Fell in love with me for my uh, cheerful and loving disposition, which I can't maintain if I'm married to the wheelchair guy from Forrest Gump. <laughs> and she laughed, which means I should have called it there because I was winning. But uh, the comedian in me came out, and I wanted another laugh, so I said, Listen, if crying would make the lead come back, I'm all for it. But only thing crying ever got anybody was sympathy, and only sympathy I got is for the leg. Leg's dead, can't do nothing. But you can, so keep hopping. She didn't laugh. Um, instead of making her laugh, actually, I think I offended her because her face stayed exactly the same, but her eyes closed just like a little bit more, like she wanted to see less of me. Um, so I... Uh, which sucks, because my entire point is that I want a happy girlfriend, right? And now I have one who's not only mad at me, but justified. Like, she just asked me one dumb question, and I took her on a whole roller coaster of emotions. And has anybody else realized I'm the only one who's been talking this whole conversation? 
Um, so I tried one last time to explain myself. I said, listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't love you. I'm just saying, or I'm not saying I'm gonna leave you because you're blue. At least not right away. But after six months, we both gonna be tired of each other. Depressed people hate happy people, and happy people are annoyed by depressed people. That's how it goes. And since you're asking, oh, if you took a month off, then started running marathons, I'd be fucking inspired. But since you're uh, asking depressing hypotheticals while you're still healthy, I don't think you'll take it very well. And uh, thank God I got another laugh, and she still has both legs, so I think I won. That's everything I got. Thank y'all. Uh, keep it going for capital, everybody. That'd be funny if your girl had no legs and was dating a stand-up comedian. That would be, that would be tragic. Um, it's all dad jokes here tonight, everybody. It's all, it's all dad jokes. Um, all right, so your next comedian, his last name sounds like an evil laugh. Please give it up for James Moira. How are we? Are you, cap are you capital with an O or with an A? Oh. Oh, okay. So with an A. Tight. Oh, word. Okay. Well, how's it going, Max? <laughs> Dude, so I've always so is I don't know if this is insensitive, but so if you're bi, are what do you, is there one you like more, or is it both or equal? Women more. Yeah, which people don't believe. So is it like you only like hot? Is it like like the the level like the dudes have to be hotter for you to consider them, or is is that how it is? That's pretty interesting. Uh, okay, should I just <laughs> should I just actually tell jokes? Um, guys, I have a girlfriend. As of three days ago. Yeah. So I look so relaxed and and confident. Um, she's a rich white girl named Julia. <laughs> my my ex-girlfriend of three and a half years before her was a rich white girl named Julia. It's been it's been a very easy it's been a very easy and smooth transition for me. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like you know like uh, like when Brett Favre came out of retirement, you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's just like a one year off season, you know, and like all the muscle memory is still there. Um, this Julie is hotter, but she is slightly, her parents are slightly less rich. So that's, those are the two things I've been having to get used to. Um, it's been great, dude. Um, she's the first girl whose name I've been comfortable saying during sex since old Julia. Um, cause I was always scared. I was going to say Julia's name and I actually have said Julia's name uh, once, but Julia had no idea because her name is also Julia. All right. Um, one thing that's interesting about New Julia is that she likes being uh, she she likes being choked during sex, which is the first <laughs> yeah go ahead Max. <laughs> it's the first something that's been getting some uh, you know getting used to that's been a little difficult for me. I didn't want to at first, and she was like, "No, I swear it's fine." It's like I'm not worried about your safety. I'm worried about mine, right? Because you're white, and like Emmett Till only whistled. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> Like I know we elected Obama and everything, but like 
I just don't know if we're there yet, you know? So, uh, no, but it's pretty, it's been, it's been pretty good. Do you guys, are you guys into that kind of shit? Cole, t- talk to me, dude. Have you ever choked a girl during sex? You have, yeah, you're right, yeah. It's weird, it, it's weird because like when you get into it, you're just like, what, what am I tapping into right now? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, I, cause like, I don't know, like, I don't know where I, where I go from here. Like, can I date girls that don't like that? Any, like, you know, it just, it's just weird. Anyway, um, it is a weird thing. The, the weird, the, the, the hardest thing for me to get used to was how, when with a girl that doesn't like being choked during sex dirty talk is like oh yeah baby and then with a girl that does it's like oh yeah baby it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't know this just sounds i don't know if i'm into this all right um so uh are, uh so they're like men are trash is like sort of a slogan that's been going around which i'm all for because i hate my dad and I was raised by a very lovely mom so i feel like i've been on that train for a while um it's pretty like the difference in the discrepancy in ego, the discrepancy between most dudes ego and like what they're actually bringing to the table is, is gigantic. Right. I feel like, I feel like as I feel like in, in comedy especially, but, uh, but like, like most dudes are losers objectively, like compared to who they think uh, they are. And that's not to say that women don't have huge egos compared to where they are, but it's like, we just pay them less. So, <laughs> Like, I feel like, I feel like if I was to solve, solve the wage gap, it wouldn't be to pay women more. It would just be to pay men as little as we do women. And we kill two birds with, okay. <laughs> I don't think that joke makes any sense. Um, do you guys know how I know we live in a racist society? Do you guys know how I know this? It's because some of the most viral videos on the internet are of black and white people just getting along. Like just chilling, you know what I mean? Like the other day I saw a meme and as if it was of this old white man fixing a black dude's tie. That was the whole thing. And the caption said, faith in humanity restored. I was like, how little faith do we have that civility is like a game changer? You know what I mean? Uh, it's not always nice though from my experience. Black and white people getting along, not always great, okay? Because when I was 10, I walked in on my parents having sex and that was gross, actually. I did not really like that. Neither my faith in humanity nor my appetite was restored. Just seeing my dad's naked fat body. Um, all right. Well, I actually had a lot more. I did the time flies when you're <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. All right, guys, give it up for Anthony Zaccaro, everybody. I gotta wear a name tag in this motherfucker. Um, I just just gotta wear a shirt with my name on it up here. Um, it's my fault. All right, so uh, yeah, give it up for James again, everybody. Hey. All right, uh, your next comedian, uh, his name sounds like a Pokemon attack. Please give it up for Hunter Stare. It does sound like a Pokemon attack. My Facebook little tag thing at my URL is Haunter Stare. So you were, you were tapping into something real there. Uh, I don't have any good relationship jokes. I just got into a relationship too, James. I did. Like a couple, like a month ago, I was in one relationship I had been in for four and a half years, living in a house that I'd been living in for like a couple of years. 
now I'm living in a different house and I'm dating like this just smoke show Colombian girl and it's insane. I don't even I don't even understand. I don't even have jokes for it because it's not funny. It's not funny. It's like she ate a strawberry out of my mouth while she was coming a couple of nights ago. Like that's not funny. That's just awesome. And I can't tell that to people because it just alienates the audience based purely upon how much more awesome my life is than theirs. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell any new jokes either. I'm just going to go through my set for later tonight. So what's up, guys? My name is Hunter. Welcome to Cobb's Comedy Club, the greatest comedy club in the greatest city in the county. How's it going, you guys? <laughs> my name is Hunter Stare. Uh, I, uh, I live in Oakland, but I grew up in uh, Louisiana originally, and what that means to me is that up until about the age of 11, I didn't know that there was a T in my name. Some of y'all seem kind of confused. I can break that down for you. Hunter. Hey, Hunter, come on, boy. Let's get in the truck and go down to the Terrebonne's Crawfish Bowl. We're going to be late. It's all going to be gone. Does that even sound like language to you, or is that just cognitive dissonance? I was able to... I, I have a... I, I can't... I can suppress my accent because I have a mother who's a speech pathologist and she was also a hippie. So I dodged the childhood obesity. So I'm two for two. I'm skinnier than a ghost. I'm Mexican ephedrine. I'll give you an example. I'll give you another example. I've tried my entire life to gain weight and I have had zero luck. I've had better luck with my credit card, my, my credit score, and I do not own a credit card. I'll give you, I'll give you another example. I weigh 125 pounds, pure muscle, 125. I don't know why that's funny, sir. <laughs> 125 pounds and the most I have ever weighed in my entire life is 145 and I was really proud of that You know, I felt like that was an achievement. Like I felt like a man until I lost the tapeworm That's a little confusing. I can actually gain weight from a parasite because it has a slower metabolism than I do I've been uh, I was like come back. I need you. We're a team together. We can break 150, but now I've been eating a lot of sushi though. So maybe I can get a new one I'm just kidding, sir. I've, I've never weighed 145. So another thing about being named Hunter growing up in Louisiana is it's, you have a lot of company. It's a super common name. It's like being named Hussein if you're from Iraq or Jaden or Kiefer if you're from California. I don't really know what a California name is. But none of the other hunters in Louisiana are anything like me. They have like a different kind of persona going on. They're all like huge, pudgy, sweaty, excitable looking dudes with shiny faces and beer guts that are dripping out from underneath their camouflage wife beaters and Ford F-150s with flame decals on the back and a giant Confederate flag billowing in the wind. Woo, keep it flying. Know what I mean? Whereas I have more of like... You know, like the suave, sophisticated, young, intelligent, urbane, polished, let me finish, handsome, sexy, Jeffrey Dahmer vibe. But like, you know, like a version of him that had a good relationship with his mom and chose weed instead of cannibalism. With enough weed and enough speech pathology, you can cure anything. That's why I do not sound like a southerner and you can't tell I'm a sociopath. But... Yeah, I think that you could be a serial killer and a stoner, but I think it'd be very difficult. I think, it would, you know, your life would be a mess. Like, dude, have you seen my sex skull? I think I left it at the bus stop again. All kinds of problems. But so I, uh, one other thing is I do smoke a lot of weed. I would say that I smoke, thank you, thank you. I would say that I smoke weed at a competitive level. Like if, there was an, like if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify for that. And, you know, I smoke cigarettes too. I'm trying to be more healthy. Uh, I f heard that 
smoking cigarettes increases your chance of getting lung cancer by like 20% or something. So I just tear mine in half. Cause I can live with those odds. All right, you guys have been great. Give it up for your hosts. Maybe I'm intelligent. Keep it going for Hunter, everybody. <laughs> or not. Oh, that's cool. Uh, th- thank you, Max. <laughs> Our Mutiny Radio cheerleader, Max Eddy, he's clapping for everyone. Um, could you could you sit down? You're making me uncomfortable. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of seats open. Yeah, you look like you look like Mutiny Radio's bouncer. You're just kind of. Uh, no, I would have I, I would have asked nicely, but I have a mic in my hand, and that doesn't that doesn't work out well. Um, all right, so uh, your next comedian is sitting right over there. I found out he was a couple seconds ago. Please give it up for Richard Barney. All right, guys, don't get mad at me. I lost my wallet. I can't put two in the bin. It's been a rough week. I lost my joke notebook, too. Yeah. A lot of really great stuff in there, as you'll be able to see by my lack of material right now. Uh, actually, I've got some stuff I, like, I just want to talk about. I've been thinking about... Okay, so it's important to listen to your teachers, everyone. I remember when I was in first grade, uh, there was a boy named Brock in our class, and Brock was not a very well-behaved kid. And one day, he was throwing a temper tantrum, and the teacher said to him, Brock, put a sock in it! But Brock listened to his teachers. Uh, and so, I just have like this image. I think about this. Every time I hear somebody put a sock in it, I think about Brock with the... He t- I saw him rip off his shoe, and he threw it. And he took off his sock, he wadded it up, and he put it in his mouth, and he just continued to scream uh, and, like, run around with one shoe off. <laughs> oh, my God, listen to your teachers. Um, when I was in first grade, so my parents are pretty religious, and they're so religious, they took me out of public school, and they homeschooled me for a little bit, and then they sent me to a private evangelical Christian school when I was in, like, fifth grade. Um, and I don't want to dog too much on religion, but... Um, it, 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 it dulls the judgment that, you know, adult people should have because I, they were paying money for me to go to a school with a guy named Mr. Greg. And Mr. Greg had shot one of his teeth out with a BB gun. Like, you shouldn't be paying money for that. Like, I get it if you want to send your kids to, like, a good school with qualified teachers, but this guy was not smart. I think it's funny, there's sort of like a scale of belief for all different religions. Um, you know, and, and it's okay, there's, there's different levels of how much, how much are you going to drink the Kool-Aid, how much do you really want to believe, you know? Um, like, so, you know, when you meet someone who's Catholic, you're like, yeah, but you fuck, right? Like, you fuck? <laughs> and then with evangelical Christians, it's like, yeah, but... You think, you voted for Hillary Clinton, right? Come on. No? Okay, you didn't. You believe the earth is 6,000 years old. Uh, I went, I, the school that I went to actually taught that. I remember that there was a, there was a book, a, a textbook that we had. It was our science textbook. And it was called, It Couldn't Just Happen. And on the front, there was a picture of a dinosaur, like playing catch with a, with a person. Yeah. Um, I know, guys, look it up online. It couldn't just happen. There's a lot of science behind it that you, you might not expect. 
You think that the Grand Canyon was formed over the course of thousands and hundreds of thousands of bazillions of years? Wrong. One good flood and that'll clear that up. Come on, guys. You know that. Um, um, so, new Superman, Henry Cavill. You guys see him in the news recently? Anything about him? Yeah, we're getting, uh, I'm getting, uh, mm, yeah. So what happened was he said in an interview that he was afraid to talk to women because of the Me Too movement. And my response to that is like, come on, man, you're Superman. You should be worried about kryptonite <laughs> and horses. That's how they got Superman last time. R.I.P. Christopher Reeve. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Like, like one person gets that, and then another person, uh, <laughs> and then everyone's sad. That's that's a good joke, I think. Everyone leaves feeling sad. Um, growing up as a Christian is kind of cool because you don't have to worry about and deal with pop culture like the rest of people. You get kind of your own separate pop culture. Um, like, just like there's Christian music, like DC Talk and the Newsboys. And one of the best times I ever had was at Christian Horse Camp. And Christian Horse Camp is just like regular horse camp, except the horses are like, <laughs> Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? All right, bye. <laughs> Richard Barney, everybody, keep it going. Oh man, uh, I went to I went to Catholic school as well, and you can you can tell because I'm atheist now. Um, all right, so uh, bringing up your next comedian, uh, please give it up, give a warm welcome to Salma Zaki. Cool, thank you. So um, my friends always describe me as carefree. I was talking about carefree, which I thought was a compliment, but it's not. <laughs> Because I heard them, they're like, yeah, Salma, she, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. She doesn't care. You know, she's doing her own thing. She doesn't care about her health, her style, her hair, her shoes. It got real specific, you know? <laughs> it's just like, these are off-brand vans, dude. Well, how are you going to, how are you going to, what's up, Arjun? <laughs> I'm killing right now. It's 20 seconds in, so. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Salma, she just uh, rolls out of bed. And that's it. That's all she does is she just rolls out of bed and she doesn't do anything. I don't know. I, uh, I had a gay roommate, gay man roommate last year, shared a room with him. And I would always wake up to him masturbating. Uh, yeah, he was, he was like my alarm cock, uh, if you will. <laughs> if you will. Uh, but yeah, it was very uncomfortable. I didn't know. And when I confronted him about it, because it happened a lot, he would just be like, it's an urge. It's an urge, I can't not do it. It's an animalistic urge, masturbation is an urge. And I'm just like, it's just so, like what a psychopath, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I have a lot of urges. Do I do them? You know what I mean? Like whenever I eat spicy food, like do I have the urge to shit in the street? You know, do I do it only behind a dumpster? You know what I mean? Like that's the only time I really do it when it really has to happen. Uh, but what else about masturbation? It's an urge. It just sucks for guys, because I think there's mostly men in here. Uh, 
Is this true that it's an urge? Or no, is it true that there's mostly men in here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, it just sucks that for guys it is something I feel like they have to do a lot more. And it sucks that it's like so obvious. It's so easy to get caught. Like that sucks for you guys that you could get caught so easily because you got to do a whole thing with your hand. There's like a obstacle you got to really you know what I mean and it's like because I've never seen a dude masturbate on the bus and been like well that could be anything that's I don't know for sure you know like that is just testing out a salt shaker whatever the guys do you know that's that's not necessarily <laughs> masturbating it's pretty obvious you know like for girls it's like it's not as much of a nerd, but like I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so discreet, you know? <laughs> so that sucks for you guys. <laughs> Feels great. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know, I have more about masturbation. So much material. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like for me personally, I cannot masturbate if there is someone in the house. I have so many rules. Like the house has to be empty. It's weird if like my parents are home. Like, you know what I mean? And I was telling my boyfriend that. I was like, yeah, I can't masturbate if my mom is home. And he was like, that's so weird because I can only masturbate if my dad's home. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. It's uncomfortable. All right, okay, that's all I have on masturbation. Um, what else? I, uh, my friend has this dog, and she's so liberal, right? My friend is super liberal, and she has this dog that she refuses to disclose the gender of. She doesn't believe in gender. But with the dog, I'm just like, the dog, you know. It, like, we were walking the dog once, and this lady came up and was like, oh my god, your dog is so cute, boy or girl, boy or girl. And she was like, no, no. There's none of that. No, no, no. My dog is, uh, is, is gender fluid, actually. My dog does not conform to gender norms. I'm like, Roscoe just came on your leg. Um, <laughs> he just did that in front of me. And I saw it come out of his little, little dog penis. So <laughs> his balls are hanging to the ground, actually. <laughs> like, can you really? I don't know. Anyways, dogs. I hate how people with dogs. <laughs> I hate meeting a new dog because people always say the same thing. They're like, oh, my dog is super chill. My dog is super nice. Just don't look at him in the eye. <laughs> I'm like, what? The windows to the soul? That seems kind of offensive. And like, I don't, I want to meet your dog. You know, I don't want to have to. And one time I got bit in the face by a dog, huge gash in my face, went to school. Everyone was like, what happened? Are you okay? And when I told them it was a dog, 100% of the time people go, oh, he was just play fighting. <laughs> Everyone said, he was just playing. <laughs> I'm like, cool, love that game. Love that game of bleeding profusely while I cry hysterically. I love that. It's not like I do it once a month already. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll keep it going for Salma. That was great. All right, uh, your next comedian just walked in, so he has perfect timing, uh, let's hope. All right, uh, give it up for Arjun Banerjee. My timing is impeccable, okay? I know exactly how long to wait, okay? Had you guys in fucking... So the weird thing about being woken up with a roommate masturbating is who masturbates in the morning? Like, who's like, you know how I want to start the day? Feeling drained, you know, just tired. Did I walk an audience? Hell yeah, dude. 
fucking day jerkers. Dude, night. Night's the time to do it, okay? Because then you go to bed. You feel relaxed. You're finally winding down. I don't masturbate anymore since I started taking antipsychotics, though. That's a fun fact. I, uh, I don't like it. I'm fully tethered to reality for the first time in my life. And did you know that life is terrifying? Uh, like, here's my take on reality. I don't like it. Uh, you know? Don't. Come on, guys. <laughs> that was funny. That's a good joke. And also, the way I open my set, super funny. A lot of, is jerking off in the morning a normal thing? Who jerks off in the morning? <laughs> it's the morning. You have your day to get to. Who wakes up? Do you, wait, do you set your alarm four minutes early just so you can jerk off? Like, oh, I got to be at work at 8. Better wake up at 6.56. That way I have an hour to prepare and four minutes to jerk off. Oh, my God. You have to go, to, you have to go into work, shake hands with people knowing you just jerked off. When you go to night... Ugh, fuck you guys. That wasn't funny. How dare you... How dare you heckle me with something that isn't funny? Only heckle me with killers okay <laughs> if it doesn't have the audiences in stitches shut the fuck up that's what doing comedy is for saying things that aren't funny heckling should be a perfect art okay if you are not heckling with george carlin richard pryor and a third good comedian who i can't think of right now you better shut the fuck up okay what did you guys think about that that wasn't funny at all. You guys are idiots, morons. Just kidding. When you when the when the person the person asks for it, it's not it's not heckling. It's called crowd work, <laughs> which I am a crowd work master. Like, what do you do? Masturbate in the morning. <laughs> crowd work master. Watch me do Dave Attell's whole set from beginning to end. Jews. I don't know his set very well. I think he mentions Jews though. Does he mention Jews? He seems like the type of guy who would be like, ah, you're Jewish. No. Is he Jewish? No, I don't think it is. Uh, I think you could just ask him. It's not that hard. I mean, it is hard to tell just based on his face. Like, fucking, I looked up John Mulaney's wife today on the internet. He makes her seem way more Jewish than she looks. Anyways, he, I, okay. If I had a gun, I would start so many fights. Like, I would, that's why I think guns should be illegal, because, like, no man should feel that secure in himself. Like, have you ever shot a gun? You feel like you could murder someone, which is the best feeling in the world. Like, people, I paid $300 to feel like I could murder someone, and it was worth it. I would do it again, not murder someone. If I had to kill someone, I would definitely stab him in the heart. Um, <laughs> how'd you guys feel about me telling you my preferred murder of method, method of murder? Hmm. Because it's true, you know? The, what, what, the Joker, like, you know that scene in Batman where he's like, you stab, it's really personal? Like, yeah. Just like, wash the life drain from someone's eyes. Like, that's gotta feel really good. Oh, yeah, dude, I'd fucking, on stage, dude? I mean, off stage, I'd probably say the same thing, and you'd be like, is this guy a psychopath? And then my therapist would be like, not quite. Uh, my therapist decides I'm on the spectrum. You know, there's a spectrum of it. Did you know that? Not the autism one. I'm on the cool one. You know, the, uh, uh, the sociopathy one is what he calls it. I'm on the spectrum of sociopathy. I, uh, it's pretty cool. I 
lost every relationship I've ever been in, but... Uh, <laughs> what are the upsides? You're supposed... I'm not charming either. Like, that's the thing. If I were charming, I could pull it off. Like, I bet if I were, like, good at... But I'm also awkward. I'm an awkward sociopath, which is like being autistic, except you know what's going on. It's like... <laughs> it's, like, yeah, okay. Well, goddamn, wouldn't it be cool if that was funny, like, all the time instead of just in the moment? Wouldn't it be funny if I, wouldn't it be cool if I had just written a new bit instead of just, okay. Shut up, Hunter. This, did you not hear my thing about heckling? Am I running the light? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's, that's the best way I've ever seen someone exit a stage. It's just like, oh, shit. Um, all right, uh, your next comedian, I've been, honestly, I've been waiting for this since he walked in. Uh, please give a warm welcome, and I mean it this time, not just like the generic shit. Just get, please give it up for Mr. Weed. Right. Okay. Is this on? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't hear anything. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, when I pulled up, I saw the sign "Alcohol Free Zone." I said, "Fuck!" There goes my set. <laughs> so let's talk about the elephant in the room. I'm old, right? In fact, looking at the audience here, I'm fucking old, right? <laughs> so in fact, I've been referred to as Gray Z. Anybody know what a Gray Z is? Gray Z is an old white man that has big pimping on loop in his Escalade. Okay, so full disclosure, I'm on drugs. Anybody out there, any chronics? Come on, loud and proud, let's go, let's represent, come on. <laughs> um, I'm on gabapentin, anybody know what that is? No. <laughs> so it's for nerve damage. So gabapentin, some of the side effects is that you um, have trouble with mental exercises, like doing math. And like, uh, uh, you lose your train of thought. So there may be some long pauses during my set, so, but I promise you I'll get to the punchline. I just can't guarantee what order they're going to be in. Here we go. I forgot to even turn on my video. Shit. Okay, so um, one of the worst experiences I had with Agabapen is I was, I was on hold with a DMV for an hour and a half. And at my age, I don't have an hour and a half to spare. And once they finally picked up, I... Uh, Lost my, train of th I lost my train of thought, I couldn't remember why I called them. So uh, I've been married 27 years, which is probably <laughs> longer than most of you have been alive. So, <laughs> um, And one of the reasons for my uh, longevity in marriage is uh, I re every now and then I remind my wife uh, that life is an adventure. I find that it lowers her expectations of me and so uh, we get along well then when she's not expecting too much from me. So then uh, we had this ritual where I would lean over and kiss her goodnight every night. We'd turn off the TV, and then we get this king-size bed. And I look over her, and, and like she's in a different time zone. And I'm thinking, do I really want to make the trek? So we compromised with handshakes. And then we um, got, I got one of these smartphones, and now we're Snapchatting. So then... Uh, 
this bed has everything. It's got all the whistles and the bells. It's actually two beds pushed together um, to make a king-size bed. It's got the undermounted lighting. Um, I understand the disco ball is on back order from the 70s. So, uh, so then also has the partner snore. Uh, we've heard that commercial, right? Everybody knows that commercial. So we're talking to the salesman. She asked the salesman, well, does it have the um, partner masturbating feature? And I gave him 20 bucks to say no. So um, this is, uh, stand up is my third career. My first career was in law enforcement. Um, and when that, when people find that out, it sparks a conversation what causes crime and delinquency. And I give them my opinion, which is I believe it's the parents, especially the father. If he would have pulled out one second earlier, uh, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have these issues. My second uh, career was, uh, I give um, classes for court-ordered clients. It's like traffic school for misdemeanors. So I had a lady call the other day, and um, she wanted to sign up for the class, and uh, she said she was on electronic monitoring, and she couldn't take a shower or a bath for six months. And uh, I said, hey, this sounds like cruel and unusual punishment, not for you, but for the people around you. Um, one day I was sitting, uh, people were filing into the class, and I see this middle-aged lady sitting at the door, and she's kind of peering in. And uh, that tells me she's, she brought somebody and waiting for them to settle down. And so I asked if I could help her, and she said, well, I brought my son. He's um, bipolar, schizophrenic, and transgender. And being the astute businessman that I am, I thought to myself, shouldn't I charge her for eight people? So uh, I was at the Walmart. We don't have time. I was at the Walmart. Um, I usually don't shop at Walmart. But I walked in, and I went to the produce, and I grabbed a pepper, and I grabbed a plastic bag, and I, I throw it in the bag. And it comes out the other end and falls on the floor. Another Walmart shopper says, looks like you got a hole in your bag. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, insert uh, broken condom joke here. <laughs> so then um, uh, I, go to the, I go to the next uh, bag, and I couldn't get it open. So, I'm so here's this old man fighting with this paper plastic bag, Walmart. Come to find out that end, it was sealed at both ends. So... I just got frustrated, threw it, threw it in the bin instead of tossing it in a trash can. So I go up to the uh, cashier. She, um, she, middle-aged lady. She did not move a muscle. You know, you could tell that she hated her job. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. You know, no hello, no how are you, none of that. And I'm thinking, I've been there, so I'm not going to bother her. You know, I'm like, I don't like small talk either. You know, uh, so. And I just got this new credit card and had a chip in it, and I wasn't familiar with how to, how to use it. And so, um, so she's checking me out, and so she, it's time to pay. And I take my credit card, and, and I try to swipe, uh, swipe it, and she says, she says, no, you have to stick it in. And I looked at her, and I said, excuse me? <laughs> and she just broke, com broke her composure, you know? And there it was, that Walmart smile. Her teeth looked like a picket fence in Tornado Alley, you know? It was like shopper turned uh, <laughs> employee. We were pretty much done? Yeah. Okay, all right, that's my time, thanks. I hope I didn't disappoint. Oh, can I just um, piggyback on uh, Mr. Eddie? You talk about the, the, the Costco. Uh, all right, I got more shit, but you know, I wanna. Be, 
you know, it, it, I thought this was kind of sick, but you know, so I didn't want to bring it out in public. But to piggyback on Mr. Eddie's uh, uh, Costco um, coffin joke, um, there is a sale at Target on flak jackets, back to school sale on flak jackets. Just make sure you don't get the one with the red bullseye on it, you know. Thanks a lot. Mr. Weed, everybody, give it up. Give it up for Mr. Weed. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Oh, all right. Uh, I, I didn't know if, if I was giving the, the one minute light or the one minute left. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I thought, I thought of it and then I had to say it. All right. Uh, your next comedian is fantastic. Please give it up for Charity Pomeroy. I got some woo. That's sweet. Uh, so I had this, uh, perfect roommate when I was in college. I mean, perfect uh, in every way. She was so sweet. She was beautiful. She looked like Barbie. Um, and she just always said the right thing. Until one night, she came back to the apartment. There were a bunch of us who lived together. It's college. And she was horrified. Somebody at school had said something that just left her shook. And it was, this girl told her that she did not lotion her armpits before bed. And Stephanie was like, oh my, oh my God, how do you not lotion your armpits before bed? And um, all the roommates at this point are looking at each other like, oh fuck, is that a thing? Am I supposed to be doing this? And then of course it occurs to us, why would you lotion your armpits? Like who on the planet has an issue with dry armpits? I know I don't. I have dry hands, I have dry feet, I have dry eyes. Now that I'm in my 40s, I've got a dry vag, but I don't have dry armpits. It's, just, it's not an issue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my armpits are um, somewhere between constantly moist and full-on dewy. <laughs> that's, that's putting it nicely. They're, they're about as dry as a cold glass of milk left out on a hot day. And they smell like a cold glass of milk left out on a hot week. No, they don't, I'm, I'm kidding. They smell like eggplant parmesan and poor decisions. Uh, <laughs> there's a smell to that, there really is. <laughs> um, yeah, but she, she, it turns out, Miss Stephanie Nielsen, my, my college roommate, even though she was perfect in every other way, she was a fucking weirdo about those uh, armpits, and so, uh, all the other roommates decided we were going to fuck with her and try to convince her of other things that we do. And we were like, you know, I don't think anybody lotions their armpits. That's, that's totally insane. Everybody's got their nighttime uh, hygiene ritual. I mean, I think everybody basically is used to washing their face and, you know, brushing their hair and, and pouring red wine in their asshole, but they don't lotion their armpits. So, I mean, I mean, I do pack my gauze, my vag with gauze every night, but, but yeah, no lotioning the armpits. Uh, years later, she called me up and she was like, nobody packs their vagina with gauze. <laughs> and I was like, what, you fell for that? And she was like, yes, I've been doing it for years. And now her vagina is so dry, she has to lotion it every night <laughs> before bed. So that's, that's too bad for her. Uh, recently got divorced. And then, I know, but it's official now because we lived together for seven months after the divorce, which that's always fun. Uh, it's just a big long blast. And to celebrate when we finally actually went our separate ways, we went on a pub crawl in North Beach and we ended up 
at the condor, which is, I'm sure you know, sir, what the condor is. <laughs> it's a titty bar. And in case anybody doesn't know, I love me some titties. I'm breast obsessed. So I was really excited about this titty bar. And I couldn't believe I hadn't ever been in there before. And I was drunk enough to go into a titty bar without any cash. So that was really stupid. And it occurred to me, you know what, there is a Wells Fargo two blocks down. But it was a titty bar, and I didn't want to miss out on any titties by walking two blocks to Wells Fargo and making a withdrawal. And I did see the big flashing sign, you know, at the back of the room that said ATM. Now, titty bars, just so you know, in case you want to go, do plan ahead because uh, a PBR is going to set you back about 18 bucks. So, yeah, I should have thought about that on the way to the ATM. This, this ATM was going to have a fee. And I did think about it. I mean, I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm bracing myself. I've seen fees as high as $3.50. There's a place here in the city that does a $4 ATM fee, so fuck them. So I get to the back of the titty bar, and the ATM has a $7 fee. Now, I'm a cheapskate, seriously. I, I will walk two blocks to save 50 cents on coffee. I do not get the coffee in my building because it is 50 cents more than Pete's two blocks over. But that night at the titty bar, $7 was a sound financial decision. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I, I really did enjoy the place and, and I, I did want to get that money out and I did and I was so excited about that cash. I didn't even stop to think about why is the seven sticking? Anyway, that's it. There's a better way to sell that. I'm Charity. That's my time. <laughs> All right, keep it going for Charity, everybody. How much money have we raised? Um, all right, so, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, your next comedian uh, is uh, r right over there. Look, looks like a, it looks like he gets, uh, you probably get asked, do you work here wherever you go? Um, <laughs> Uh, same thing. Same thing that happens to me. Uh, please give it up for Max Mawachin. All right, thank you, everybody. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Just you know, of all the things in my life, like this is right up, right up there. <laughs> so I've learned two things today. One, you got to lotion your armpits, and two, apparently you got to masturbate in the morning. I haven't been doing any of this stuff. I gotta. I gotta get on it. You missed that part, Jennifer. So don't don't look at me like I'm weird. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I wasn't the one who brought it up in the first place. Yeah, it's Arjun. It's his fault. Uh, so my last name is pronounced Moacinin. It's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe. For those who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis, I call that a Djokovic. Uh, <laughs> that's a dumb joke, but I like to start out with that just to see how good the audience is. Like. If they laugh at that, it's going to be easy. But if they don't, that means I gotta, I gotta get to work. You know, I uh, every now and then people like when I tell my last name is Serbian, they're like, "Oh, you guys started World War One," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. We're trendsetters." So that was the first one. Like back then, people were like, "World War? That's that's like not even a thing," and we were like, "Well, it's uh, it's going to be a thing. Like the whole world's going to be on board with this idea." And then 25 years later, the Germans started their own World War. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Mencia was a comedian who stole the people's jokes. I, uh, 
I told that joke to a bunch of Carlos Mencia fans once, and they were like, that's good. I think I'll use that. <laughs> so, you know. um, so I was talking to a friend of mine recently about relationships, and he goes, uh, I haven't done a lot of dating because I had a high school sweetheart for seven years. And I was like, wow. How long did it take you to finish high school? You mean to tell me you both got held back at least three times? That's amazing. Sounds like you two are made for each other. You're like the Romeo and Juliet of high school couples. You know who they are. You took ninth grade English at least once. <laughs> I'd like to think they were like very passionate but very dumb. Like they learned out of 69 before they could count that high. Or like they did a lot of French kissing but they had no idea what France was. <laughs> they were like, we're really into this type of kissing that's named after our favorite kind of toast. <laughs> well, you sometimes you just got to see how far you can go with it. Uh, speaking of relationships, one of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed recently. And uh, by one of my exes, there's really only one. I don't know <laughs> who I'm trying to impress here. We got a lot of dudes, a lesbian. <laughs> Not exactly, you know. Anyway, uh, so her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and be more disciplined. And I was like, well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. Like, did you notice the share button? Like that, you know, there's your first clue. So I read all the comments, because every note to self has a bunch of comments on it, obviously. <laughs> and one of the comments said, I'm going to make this a note to self for me, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self. Like, I... I feel like all the laughter is coming from I'm popular with the ladies, everybody. <laughs> I feel like they would go to like the self-checkout at Safeway and be like, hey, where's the cashier at, you know? I feel like posting a note to self on social media, that'd be like if somebody like went streaking at the Super Bowl and they were like, hey, don't look at me. Like, That's where I think the Heisman Trophy pose came from. Someone was like, hey, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, the sports jokes are good with the ladies. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not perfect, obviously. Uh, I'm 29 years old, and I am wearing a Minions t-shirt, you know? You ever go shopping for a four-year-old's birthday present, and you end up doubling the size of your wardrobe? It's like, now I have this many shirts I can wear to work. Uh, sometimes I'll be on BART, and I'll see, like, a six-year-old kid wearing the same shirt as me, and I'll be like, huh, all right, we're the same, are we not? His parents are like, come here, son. We're going to get off at the next stop, Civic Center, where the people are more normal. <laughs> uh, so it's summer. That's always good. I went to Lake Tahoe recently, but I forgot, to, uh, I forgot to bring sunscreen, so I had to buy some. I went to a gift shop. I found some sunscreen. I looked at the label, and it said that it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never gone outside on a hot summer day and been like, hey, all right, that's the good stuff. you know. Like, or, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this will suffice. Isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? That'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. <laughs> That'd be weird for a number of reasons. I don't I'm not proud of that joke, just for the record. Like, I'm not... Sometimes, like, but other people like it, so I keep telling it. And, like, sometimes I'll be walking down the street with coworkers and someone will recognize me. Like, hey, it's the baby-scented condoms guy. And I'm like, ah, it's not me, it's somebody else. <laughs> All right, thank you, everybody. That was... You're the best. Keep it going, friends. Keep it going for Max, everybody. And keep an eye out for his new special, I'm Not Proud of That Joke. That's, that's, that's actually a great title. That's a, that's a pretty good title. All right, uh, your next comedian, I, I saw him at the Cobbs open mic a couple of weeks ago, and he was absolutely hilarious. Please give it up for Toothbrush. Oh, 
Uh, that's it? All right. <laughs> What's up, my ninjas? It's all good. Hope you're good. So you recently got divorced? Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, and you had to live with the guy for seven months after that? Oh, wow. Wow. That's correct. Okay. I guess I didn't uh, uh, hear that whole bit. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I was on the same page. Uh, well, I was dating and broke up, and uh, I lived with her for about a year. Yeah, so that was that was that was tough time. Just to sleep on the couch for seven month, well, a year. But I guess uh, time's a solution. I got married after that, same lady. But anyway, I just got married. Thank you. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I got married because I got a DUI. That was my solution. Thanks to my wife, I could finally get around. It's cool. She gave me a ride everywhere. And uh, I love it. I go everywhere she goes, obviously. But uh, when when your wife is your ride, you know, she would get like a really inconsistent thing she says. Like she start talking about, uh, leave me fuck alone. I need my privacy because I got to go. Well, baby, where are you going? Because I got to go to work. I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's just consistent. Like, you going to work? Let me roll with you. Because you guys got a nice gym, free food. I'm trying to help us out. Might as well. We just moved to your office. We're the 13th floor. Let's pick up the cat litter. Let's go. Yeah, that's what happened. When you ain't got the job. Oh, well. Well, well. The worst part of the DUI is uh, I had to have a breast lizer. That's okay. Well, was the DUI funny or? Okay. Okay. You get a ride, though. <laughs> yeah, worst part of the DUI is I had to have a breast lizer. That shit is really annoying. It beeps every five minutes. And you really got to blind to it. I mean, really, really hard. <laughs> I don't know where you're from, but where I'm from, if you blow something like that, I should get paid. That's when I know I was in the system. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, I had to do all this stuff. Uh, it's not the worst. Worst was a breathalyzer. Well, second, the worst was I was in the jail for about eight hours. And I had, like, uh, jail cuisine, uh, which I don't understand. Everything comes with two, two milks, two orange juice, two pieces of bread, two mashed potatoes, two on everything, which I don't really understand it. But I guess, like, uh, for me, like, my jail time wasn't long enough. Eight hours wasn't long enough for me because I couldn't find my God. Maybe nine hours would have helped. Uh, anything else that's going in my head? Uh, uh, nothing really. 
uh, kids these days are weak. Uh, like I'm talking about literally kids, like first grade, second grade, they like to cry shit about anything. I don't like a man up. Uh, they just they just don't know how to express their feeling. I'm like, maybe I should teach them how to cuss. <laughs> that might help. Not crying. But anyway, I guess it's my time. Thank you, y'all. Keep it going for toothbrush, everybody. All right. Uh, I'm sorry I made fun of your appearance earlier. That I, I feel bad about that, especially looking like how I do. Like I, I look, I look like I work at a, a gentrified Best Buy right now. Uh, that's for those for those of you that don't know. That's a Best Buy where parts of the Best Buy your phone doesn't work. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I look like the mascot for the Jewish basketball team. Like, give me a J. J. Give me an E. e. Give me an antacid. Um, <laughs> All right, that's, that's enough from me. All right, uh, your next comedian, I, I just met him and asked him how to pronounce his name, which I, I, got, I got unlucky with this, uh, <laughs> with this list for my, my first time. There's a bunch of, a bunch, well, people always fuck up my last name because it has, starts with a Z, then a U, and then people are like, fuck this. Like, if, if your name starts with a Z, it's just like people just give up. Uh, but anyway, um, speaking of names that start with a Z, <laughs> uh, please give it up for Rong Zhao. What's your last name? Sakaro. Okay. It's uh, more complicated than my name, I think. <laughs> I just came back from Fiji. Yes. Yes. I know you're all jealous. Well, you should. It's a beautiful place. It's beautiful people there are super nice. And the best part? You can drink Fiji water there for free. Like, you can even swim in the Fiji water. Like, you can take a shower in Fiji water. You can flush a toilet with Fiji water. Like, I normally flush at least three times, you know, just because it's Fiji water. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. But, you might be wondering if like Fiji water is from Fiji. It is. It's not like the uh, Arizona iced tea, which has nothing to do with Arizona. Basically, I don't know why they have this brand. Like I think some guy, random guy from New York, he's like, oh, I want to create a company and I want to name the company, uh, name after the opposite state of New York, Arizona. And it's hot there, so I'm gonna make iced tea. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think I, I think that their next product is gonna be like Alaska hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a great time in Fiji. Had a great time in Fiji. It was so much fun, like the waterfall, the snorkeling, and the dancing. Even those kind of small things were uh, just so much fun. Like 
taking a shower. Like, because you never know when, when the water is going to be hot or cold. Like, you thought the water was, 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 cold, was hot, it was actually cold. And when you thought the water was cold, it was still cold. Well, but it's Fiji water, so I was okay with that. And also the occasional blackout every day. <laughs> and I swear to God, like every time there's a blackout, I got bitten by at least one mosquito. Like, I don't know why, probably, you know, I think I, I taste good. Or they think drinking Chinese blood help them look younger. I could imagine like they just like having this kind of discussion. Oh, like I'm hungry. I want to eat some food. I'm looking for some food. Oh, like I see a, a Chinese guy. I want to get some, you know, Chinese blood. Oh, it tastes so good. Oh, I look young now. And normally they buy me, they will come back an hour later to buy me again just because they're hungry. <laughs> I had a great time in Fiji. Had a great time in Fiji. Everything was great, except there's one thing that really bothers me. Like, people there speak English better than me. I just can't believe it. As an island, like, everybody speaks English better than me. Even the massage lady speaks English better than me. Because apparently she can, she can pronounce the word massage very well. I, I, I was like, I told them, you know, they didn't believe I speak, I speak English because I told them I do stand-up comedy in San Francisco. And, and they're like, do you do it in Chinese or English? So I, I want to be honest with them. So I told them I stand up as a Chinese and I do comedy in English. <laughs> You know, I, I couldn't like imagine myself like giving a like, giving jokes in English. It's like like singing a song to a romantic song to a cows. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like right, that, that joke kills in Beijing. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna end here. <laughs> oh, keep it going for him, everybody. <laughs> that should be the title of your special, All These Jokes Kill in Beijing. That's, that, would, that would be great. Um, all right, uh, <clears throat> how we doing? How we doing? We all, we all good? We all good? I'm, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the listeners. Um, it's okay though, I understand how you could get confused. Okay, uh, so we're, we're down to our last comic, everybody. How dare you clap at that? You're excited that we're, okay, never mind. Um, all right, so uh, let's bring her on up here. Uh, please give it up for Jennifer Levendusky. That's like the
the first time anyone's ever pronounced Lewandowski right on the first try without prompting. I'm so impressed. Uh, my name is... <laughs> Andy gave me a Hermione Granger on the way up. God damn it. Okay, uh, so my name is Jennifer Lewandowski. I'm from beautiful Buffalo, New York. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate when people clap for that, I really do. Uh, and being from beautiful Buffalo, New York and living here in San Francisco, people often tell me that I'm like a little hard on San Francisco. And then San Francisco does something and I'm like, mm, but am I? <laughs> like guys, did you know that at the San Francisco airport, if you're like anxious or like a nervous flyer, there's a therapy pig that you can like pet and it's supposed to make you feel better. Guys. On the East Coast, do you know what we call therapy pig? We call it fucking bacon. <laughs> so I always love it when comedians start their sets with like, it seems very trite to me, and they're like, so, a little bit about me. I'm stealing it. So, a little bit about me. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for like a minute, not much longer than that. And people, you know, my friends and family are like, oh my goodness, like, how did you like get into stand-up comedy? It's like, well, I got old. And uh, in the absence of meaningful interpersonal relationships, I decided that I like needed a hobby. As it turns out, if you stand at the front of the room or usually bar in a usually floral but not today dress telling people to go fuck themselves, that's considered like a skill, like a hobby. As compared to any normal day that ends in Y where I stand at the back of the bar and do it just for funsies. Uh, but you know, and you know, I have to say like my friends and family, they've been so supportive and whenever I tell them that I'm doing stand up, they're like, oh my God, you are so funny. Like I could see you as like a Melissa McCarthy or like, who's that girl from SNL? Like A.D. Bryant, you're like just like her. And it's like, uh, yeah, thanks guys. I get that you found a polite way to tell me that you think I'm fat, <laughs> but we don't have to, we don't have to do this. So that's that. Uh, guys, the worst thing in the whole world happened recently. I got Pretty Womaned at Nordstrom. Like, you seen the movie Pretty Woman? She goes into shop and the shopkeepers are like very looking down on her because she's not dressed well. I mean, I guess were, I was wearing jeans and God forsake sneakers. But I went in and I was like, I just need a perfume. And I was like, oh, I just need like a refill on my perfume. And the sales guy was such a dick. And he was like, oh. Did you need me to get you the price on the travel size? I was like, no, I need the 2.7 ounce of Prada candy like I get every time that it runs out. And also, would you like to have sex but also pay me for it and or take me to a polo match? Your enjoyment of that joke is predicated on your understanding of the seminal Richard Gere and Julia Roberts classic, Pretty Woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, sometimes I laugh at myself. Uh, so I, uh, so I, go, I go see a lot of music, I go see a lot of concerts, and I was at a concert recently, and some guy was like, hey man, rock and roll! And I was like, well, what if I don't want to rock and roll? What if I'm feeling a little extra spectrum-y and only want to rock today? <sighs> but so I looked it up, uh, you can etymology, rock and roll. Guys, do you know what the original meaning of rock and roll was? It means sex. You are not as aghast as I was when I learned this. It dates back to 1914, and there was a song called, He Rocks Me With a Gentle Roll. 
Guys, 1914 was before the Roaring Twenties. It was before World War One. It was it was like the number one song in 1914 was a picnic by the seashore on a calliope about an actual picnic by the seashore. And this girl was still out there singing about sex. She was like the Madonna of her time. So I started to think like, does that mean that every song with the words rock and roll in the title is actually about sex? It like recontextualized some very big radio hits for me. Like when Kiss sings, I wanna rock and roll all night? Like Gene Simmons, that sounds like a recipe for chafing. Or like when beautiful like pop stars of the 60s, the birds, sing, I want to be a rock and roll star. Guys, they were so wholesome. Are they trying to break into porn? <sighs> but the most disturbing is when Bob Seger sings old time rock and roll. No offense. <laughs> like I get that there are a lot of syphilis outbreaks in retirement homes, but do we really need to sing about it? <sighs> I feel like you should have laughed more at that. I'm done now. Thanks, guys. Okay, I'm glad I didn't at any point during this open mic go, all right, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. The, uh, that, that would be bad. All right, well, that's the, uh, that's the end of the open mic. Uh, thank, thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you to everyone listening. Uh, stick around. There's going to be a great showcase at 8 uh, that I, yours truly is on, uh, amongst some other people. I think there's a couple people from Santa Cruz coming up as well. Um, I, I really don't want to, I don't know what to do now. Do I have to keep talking until 8? Thank God. Thank God. No, it's just half an hour. Uh, all my material. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I actually, I just did, this is a really, this is really sad. I just did a half hour in Berkeley. I was very excited. I tried, I promoted the show. It was with Pam Benjamin. Um, and, uh, I tried promoting the show as much as possible. Um, something happened to where Pam, the people she invited, something happened, traffic or something, they, they, they weren't able to make it. And then the booker, since it was the last show of his like run, he just was like, fuck it and didn't invite anyone. So I did a half hour in front of my family, my girlfriend and my two friends, um, which was a, which was so sad because Maria Bamford did that on purpose. I, I did that on accident, uh, which, is, which is worse, objectively. And she had a pug as well, so hers was also better for that reason. Um, all right, thanks everybody so much. Good job to all the comedians, except for one, you know who you are. All right, later. Arrives now and Niagara Falls No loss of life yet And no further calls I never know which version I'm going to be I get the feeling my mind is Deceiving me
the open mic was over i lied bitches i lied we have we have one more uh uh i i called him specifically no uh he's he's outside getting ready uh all right uh yeah please give it up for luke newman how long ago did the open mic end oh okay all right um I guess if there's still time, am I interrupting anything? All right, you guys all right? I just had some uh, some funny things on my mind that I want to share. That's all right. If I think they're funny. If you guys don't think they're funny, you, you don't have to laugh. And by, by no means, uh, don't feel obligated to laugh at all. In fact, feel free to heckle, you know what I mean? That's all right. Huh? Oh, is that is that your first heckle? All right. Let me get let me get to the. If you don't think my material is funny, then you could comment. Or right, I know you're gonna say something about the pants. I know they're purple pants. You're like, oh, when you some kind of homo. And first of all, that's disrespectful. Okay. Okay. Don't don't fucking judge me. Don't don't use the homosexual community to judge me. How dare you call me a homo? Why would you use that kind of language? That's so insensitive. Can't believe it. 
You don't even, you, you, you know, no more heckles from you. <laughs> this homophobe over here. Second of all, it's, it's, uh, it's not purple, okay? It's roasted lavender, okay? Or uh, Parisian dusk, if you prefer. You like that one better, yeah. That's why I did it second, all right. Wasn't the, I, I was prepared with those. It's not the first time. I, it's fucking homophobe over here. All right. Um. Uh. So what What do I want to talk about? Uh. Fucking. So I'm into conspiracy theories. Anybody into conspiracy theories? Can I get one guy some tepid applause? Come on, man. Y'all got to get into the conspiracies, bro. This shit is real, man. This is real. Y'all heard about the the dude who uh. You know about Hillary Clinton, how she uh, fucking, she fedangled the uh, Democratic primary, fucked Bernie out of, out of the shit, and the guy who broke that story ended up with two shots to the back of his dome in an alley somewhere. Huh? I don't know, man. And then, and then Anthony Bourdain was talking shit, and what happened to him? I don't know. He was talking shit. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, not that I'm a supporter of Trump or anything. Don't get it twisted. All right. I'm just saying these, some of these conspiracy rules, they, I mean, they talk about aliens and shit. I wish it is true, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't vote, and I always get shit. You, you, it's your fucking fault, man. It's your goddamn fault. It's like, look, man, wait till the aliens come down. You're going to see. This shit don't matter. No, I don't know. I did vote. Voted for Hillary Clinton. No, I didn't. I'm just trying to pander. But I didn't I didn't vote for Trump though. You guys should know that. She's looking at me sideways. I'm not a Trump supporter. Um anyway, anyway, what am I talking about? So I was watching the news and, and they're talking about some lost dogs. The dogs got lost or some shit. And they were like they cut back to them and they were like, Well this is why this is now this is why you gotta microchip your dogs. And we're like, wait a minute. Why are you just gonna throw that in? NBC, you know, mainstream news is going to throw in the mainstream news is microchip. I felt like the dude next to him was going to be like, oh, yeah, my, your children as well. Might as well. You don't want nothing to happen to your children. Better get a microchipped. I don't know, man. Sounds like a mafia threat. You know, we wouldn't want anything bad to happen to your little ones. A lot of bad people out there. Might want to get your children microchip just in case they go missing, and we can't. Maybe we're not going to be able to solve the mystery. I don't know. Seems like a little shady to me. I don't know. But you feel free microchip your pets, your kids, yourselves. Why not? That's one minute. All right, that was quick. Um. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about uh, the Mandela effect. You guys know the Mandela effect? That was, I was going to segue in conspiracy. Is, is, is that a, even a conspiracy theory? It's not really. But it's, 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 some, it's some idea. I just think it's, that shit is the most retarded shit ever. It's like, oh, and it's based on, like, you know, it's named after Nelson Mandela. Apparently, a bunch of people thought that, like, he died a long time ago. And it's like, bro... You just don't know what's going on in the world. Like, you're just not paying attention to global affairs. You know what I'm saying? You're just an idiot. Like, this, not the Mendes, that's the idiot effect. 
You know what I'm saying? I bet I bet motherfuckers in South Africa knew where Nelson Mandela was. But it was no Mandela effect over there. They knew what was up. You know what I'm saying? And that's millennial ass shit to think. It's like some effect, man. No, you're just an idiot. You're just a millennial. And then the, the Bernstein Bears or whatever, the, the, what was that? that was the other example, the Bernstein Bears. Does anybody even know that book? Yeah. I can't tell you what the name is now. That's, you know what I'm saying? Because who gives a shit? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you can't remember exactly the name of some obscure children's book you read when you were five, 30 years ago? Wait a minute, this is some kind of, some kind of effect, it gotta be. <laughs> that's the who gives a shit effect, man. That's, that's what that effect is. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, According to the show, Orange is the New Black, uh, uh, Donald Trump is our second black president. Oh, that was a really stupid joke to end on, but I'm sticking with it. Thank you guys very much. Luke Newman, everybody. Luke Newman. Uh the Newman effect in full in full swing. I'm glad we restarted the open mic for that shit, aren't you? Like that. that that's uh, all right. I'd, anyone? Anyone else? We got until when? Uh, we got ten minutes. Anyone want you? Yeah. Uh, this guy is right there, and I don't know his name. His name, everybody. All right. Thank you. Hey, give it up for his name, too. Goodness gracious. Mutiny Radio. What is your name? That's fine. Anthony. Nice to meet you. Adam Sepulveda. I'm from uh, down south, Southern California. So, yeah, doing, uh, I guess, Pam's show a little bit later. So I'll double dip, get a little practice in. Um, I used to live out here. I used to live in Oakland, and I kind of forgot how expensive it was. I took a $43 piss yesterday. Uh, you were like, how does that happen? Well, you're in the financial district and um, there's no way you're going to get in to take a piss based on, you know, just human to human interaction. They've, they've been dealt enough blows that way. Enough homeless have ruined that opportunity for people. So you have to purchase something. And I bought a drink at 10 o'clock in the morning, which made me hungry. So I ate and this is going nowhere. So I'm going to abandon ship on that one. Uh, yeah, that's totally fine. You guys should probably get to know me. Um, my hair doesn't always look like a tumbleweed. Um, just out of product. Got real coarse hair, know everything about product. When you have thick, curly hair, you realize that you can masturbate with a lot more than lotion. Like anything you could put in your hair, shea butter, anything slippery. Um, it's a good way to introduce myself. I use, uh, hair products in order to get off. That's fine. What else did I want to tell you guys about? Well, like I said, I'm from Southern California. I'm from Anaheim, which is where Disneyland is. I grew up next to a woman who had on her wall, it said, nobody ever loved you like Jesus. Right. And I agree with most of that statement and that nobody ever loved you. That's <laughs> yeah, certainly true. I mean, how can people? We're, we're selfish, you know, even your parents. You think about this, the minute that you're born, you're a 
physical and mental burden on your parents. Every second that you choose to stay alive and that they let you stay alive, they're getting dumber and poorer and dumber and poorer and dumber and poorer. And I know this because when I go home now and my parents challenge me to Jeopardy, I whoop that ass every single time. They're so stupid in their old age. It's crazy. But uh, when you can't, you know, you grow up like that. How much time do we have up here, by the way? Fantastic. I'll keep going. Um, you know, when you grow up with uh, emotionally unavailable parents who can't express with words how they feel about you, they purchase you things. So I'll tell you this, guys. Nobody ever loved you like an illegal cable box. Um, he used to sneak into the living room like a perverted ninja at night when everybody was asleep. There's a certain channel towards the top, 98, Spice Channel. I don't know if any of us are familiar. You probably are. We all probably, I mean, if you're here, you definitely are, I guess. <laughs> it goes, goes with it, right? But yeah, I used to sneak in, and you had to be really quiet. Had to make sure everyone was sleeping. I lived in an old house, so I mean, if you like farted in bed, I could hear it in the floor creaking. But you had to be quick, because you had to be able to, when someone woke up, rush to the TV, change the channel, run back, grab a pillow, and cover your crotch, right? My sister walks in, you know, all bleary-eyed, and she says, why are you watching ESPN with the lights off and no sound and you're sweating? <laughs> I'm like, well, these highlights are super intense. Go back to bed. How about that? I always knew how much time I had with the Spice Channel based on my dad's snoring pattern. Like, if he was in a good one, I had all night long to watch things that I couldn't really comprehend, but that got me really excited. But if he was kind of, <laughs> fantastic. But if he was kind of like a little bumpy in the road, you know, like I said, I had to be quick. But this tick manifested strangely later in life because I had an ex-girlfriend who would snore like a bear with a bad coke habit, and I would get the most raging boners. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dad. Made me a sexual deviant. Um, I, I'm just dating because I'm single, believe that or not. And I realized, like, I know. I've tried everything, so I'm trying to be very specific with the type of people that I date. Like, I'm only going to go after women who are into abstract art. That way it's not so strange when I take my clothes off. <laughs> I mean, if anything, they appreciate it. Like, I see what you're going for. That's all right. It says a lot. Um, I think that's all I wanted to do. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate it. I'll keep it going for Adam, everybody. Adam. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, thank you for putting up with me, everybody. Thank, thank you. Great job. Great job to all the, all the comedians. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'll take questions. Yeah. In, in encore, encore. Uh, uh, everyone else can, not you. No, no, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, how much time do we have? 
three minutes. Uh, sorry, just 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 missed it. I, 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 I don't know. No, we have a we have a great show coming up. There's going to be a bunch of people uh, that are that are better than me and me. So if you want like if you want to just watch some funny people, I'm like you know what? I need a break. I'll be in it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone. Hi Pam. Hi Pam. There's Pam out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so oh yeah. Uh, keep uh, keep a lookout for. I have a half hour set of just me in front of my fucking family um, that I'm going to be sending out uh, and it'll probably be called like uh, why do I still do this oh wait that's a that's very close to a Bill Burr special title I should probably not I should probably yeah why do I do this yeah that's that's way too close uh, I'll just I'll probably just call it uh, Shia LaBeouf war veteran alright thanks everybody question your love may I make an observation your bite is worse than my aggression I should have known better I should have known better Than to become a target Or be a target which moves No after all terms of concession For statements
on a raft without a patter. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Hello there, my 
my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you (laughs) so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye (laughs) and all the kissing is kissing Flat black plastic. What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, 